The international organization Conciliation Resources has been operating around the Pacific for more than 20 years. It has spent considerable time through that period in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region of Bougainville, which was the centre of a devastating conflict through the 90s. Many issues still impact on people, and it is into this environment that Kieran O'Toole from Conciliation Resources has spent a lot of time. Don Wiseman asked him about the nature of work he's been doing. What we do is work on the drivers of conflict. So what drives conflict within a context? So within Bougainville, we work um, with, in particular, local partner organizations, the Nazareth Centre for Rehabilitation, better known for its uh, lead person, Sister Lorraine. And we've worked in Bougainville really since the early 2000s with a bit of hiatus for about 10 years and came back and started to work quite largely, or quite a large program from 2015. So the work we do, we really support the Nazareth Centre in their work in building or enabling local leaders to be able to identify conflict issues, analyse local conflict issues, and then develop their own peace-building initiatives to address them. Some of that can be local dialogue, uh, can be local development initiatives, can be mediation initiatives. And these, when I say local leaders, it's primarily, it can be women leaders, can be local community leaders, it has been youth leaders, ex-combatant leaders, and others. All in all, I don't have the figure at the top of my head, but at least 1.2, you know, 1,200 uh, people from across the, the Bougainville have been, have been through this training. Sometimes it's a three-week training, sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's a one-week training. So that's sort of like the core of what we would call partner work. We've also worked with ex-combatants. So we've, we've actually brought ex-combatants to, and politicians from both mainland Papua New Guinea and Bougainville to Northern Ireland and Scotland uh, and Scotland as well. This is pre-referendum. And what we call comparative learning. So comparative learning is bringing, I suppose, experiences, bringing learning from one conflict context or one peace process to another. And we do this really around the world. And with Bougainville, it was South Sudan, Northern Ireland. And it was like, it was it's that sort of like, what can be learned or garnered from these experiences and, a, and, and sort of like brought in by Bougainvillians to their journey in a sense. So we've, we've done quite a bit of that over the years. We've also done that with Solomon Islands. So we brought some ex-combatants to meet other ex-combatants in Solomon Islands. We've also been involved in um, political level work, political um, level dialogue between both governments. So in the lead up to the referendum, civilian resources, in partnership with the UN, co-facilitated what was called the post-referendum ministerial task force, which was really a dialogue process at a ministerial level in the lead-up to the referendum and to discuss how to resolve issues in the post-referendum period. How do you measure whether or not you are having the desired effect? That's one of the difficulties in, in our work. What we do is we basically we monitor... We uh, follow up with a particular participant. So if you think about the work we do, it tends to, you can do training, you can do work, it could take five years before it actually takes effect. And a lot of it is the non-recurrence of violence. Really the way we judge it is through what we call case studies, case studies of ex-combatants moving away or transitioning out of being ex-combatant leaders into being political leaders or community leaders. That's one sort of direct example of how we monitor it. The other would be really case studies or studies of how 
communities, where there is tension between communities, how those tensions have been alleviated through whatever dialogue or mediation process occurred. And some of it is through extensive interviewing of participants over years. So it, it's a very ingrained sort of long-term approach that we have to monitoring and to assessing their effects. Some of it's quite easy, as I say, where you, know, you find a political solution through providing mediation support, very easy. And at a community level, it is quite difficult to add attribution, but it's something that you have to be monitored all the time. When you're operating at community level and you're outsiders, how can you really relate to people and relate to their situations when you don't have all that background? Yeah, we don't see ourselves as Bougainvilleans. It's not the way we operate, really. There are two sides to this. There are advantages to being outsiders when it comes to mediation in particular at a political level because you come with a relatively impartial or the perceptions of being impartial. So whether that's the comparative learning as I described, you know, the experiences from different parts of the world or whether it's direct facilitation and mediation. That, you know, as outsiders, you're bringing sort of the technical ability to do that. And as outsiders, you can be, you're perceived as impartial and we very much work to ensure that that perception of impartiality is maintained. At a community level, we do not work at a community level and we would never see ourselves as doing that because we don't have the lived experience to do so. What we do is we support, we work with the Nazareth Centre for Rehabilitation, specifically in Bougainville, to provide resources, funding, but also to add to their existing expertise and learning their capacities as an organization to be it for them to be able to work within those communities. I think it's folly, it's dangerous as outsiders to think that we are, in a sense, experts at a community level. That expertise stops with sort of what we call the more direct work. 